Hi, my name's Che Webster, and this is the Dungeon Master's Diary for Roleplay Rescue, episode 44 and a half, because I bottled last one and split it in two. So if you haven't listened to part one, please do do so. But without any further ado, I'm going to play the wonderful, wonderful Dear Diary themes track by the immensely talented TJ Jerenin to whom I am eternally grateful for doing these themes, both for Robo Rescue and the DM's Diary, and I'm going to play it as Crom intended. Take it away, TJ. Things he won't share with us, the darkness in his brain, the dungeon master's plan, the pleasure and the pain. What's better left unknown, keep calling out to me. Wednesday and um, I've just had a really really positive kind of personal revelation I guess and it's about this sort of what I want from gaming and I know yesterday I was talking and thinking a lot about the selfishness that I feel is there um, but I think that's harsh actually because I think there is a truth that I want something very different from my gaming than many other people and um, I often feel the sting when people are making fun of that or speaking light of that and even when people aren't making fun of me uh, when they are being flip about the hobby I find that stings because it's obvious that what those people want is very different from what I want and and that is fine Um, but I also you know I, I spent a lot of time growing up feeling very criticized by people around me you know not least my parents um i guess it's the voice of all those bullies over the years you know that kind of echoes still and stings still and i carry all of that and i know i carry all that baggage and that's not anyone else's problem but i um but i also realized that you know there's a certain element of which i need to discover that for myself um what it is that i'm seeking and um, i made some notes this morning because um I feel like I kind of need to do two things, really. I feel like I need a break, first of all, more than anything from the old hobby. Um, for the starters, that is, you know, that is, to me it is not a mere hobby. It is actually something far more serious than that and something far more involved than that and something far more creative than that. Um, and it's kind of it's like, again, these words resonate in wrong ways. It's like, you know, I've been accused of being Mr. No Fun, but it's not what I mean. It's that I'm seeking joy. I'm not seeking fun. I'm seeking joy, enjoyment and depth and more. And yeah, it's uh, just a game to most people, I guess. To me, it's not. It is a, a vehicle of self-discovery and adventure in a world where I can't go adventuring but my spirit can soar in my mind. You know, I am absolutely free in my mind and my heart and nothing can bind me. So 
you know, knowing that is the truth, I kind of need a break from that old, that old kind of way of thinking that I've had for so long of, of, you know, product and, and ways of doing it that are tired, frankly. And I kind of, yeah, I have all those tools to hand and they're all sitting around me, but which of those I choose for the, what I want to do is, is something I need to be very selective over, I feel. And, um, so at the risk of sound, I come up my own arse completely. I'm going to, um, I'm going to sort of actually dive back into the solo play. I've, I felt for a long while that solo was a route for me to get to my other world. And obviously there is a pathway to my other world that I, I need to tread. And, and honestly, you know, this is the thing to expect anyone to come with me on this journey is absolutely ludicrous because it's a journey into myself, you know, philosophical and psychological sense i guess the bit i wanted to share because obviously i can't share that journey inward um really i can i can describe it but i can't i can't really share that with anybody uh, but what i can share is that i've i've realized my engagements and of the eight engagements that um i sort of talking about and i think i'm gonna have to reorganize the podcast here i think i'm gonna have to do the episode on this topic um so that when you hear this if you've heard if you haven't heard the episode on purpose and engagement which i think is going to end up being 701 not 703 as i perhaps imagined it might be and that does mean putting back my interview with daniel i i feel like i need to say this stuff i need to talk about purpose and engagement and then i having sort of put all that together i i feel like i can now talk about my own engagements in, in a more personal way and so i realized that the two strongest are obviously challenge and fantasy which is an interesting dichotomy because it pulls me in two very different but you know the nature of challenge is is one i need to ponder more deeply because it's often just been combat challenge a tactical challenge but actually there's more to it than this um and then along with those there are three that are quite strong for me that's discovery sense pleasure and expression it's obvious that expression is important to me because otherwise i wouldn't be talking into a microphone but i think it's also about expressing my ideas my thoughts um the characters i have in my in my in myself and that's why i think i'm gm to be honest with you i think expression is where what i get from being that and sense pleasure is important to me you know i don't care what anyone says but minis are important to me and tokens and dice are important to me they're all part of the hobby for me so that's really important. And yes, you know, fellowship with others is in fact important to me, but it's actually secondary to those five things uh, that I can, in honesty, if I'm truthful, I can get, I can enjoy a really good game alone that has challenge and fantasy, allows me to discover, allows me to express and involves, you know, sort of rolling dice and, and moving minis. I can do that alone. Fellowship is for me secondary. It's at the heart of things when I'm playing socially, don't get me wrong, but if I'm honest, it's not, it's not primary. And maybe it's because I spent so many years alone. I spent so many years gaming alone uh, in my room, isolated from my family, isolated from people around me. I could go and game with my friends for a few minutes and a few hours every day during my teenage years. But outside of that, I've always felt alone. And what isn't actually for me a, a kind of heart concern, if you like, at the heart of things really I'm not bothered, is submission. Because I don't seek to escape after a hard week. That's not how I do that. If I want to escape after a hard week or if I just want to kind of, you know, blow shit up, I play a computer game or I watch TV, you know, or I just veg. 
when I come to role play, I come bringing my full energy. So submission is not something for me. And that's why I don't really, I mean, beer and pretzels is fun for a bit, but actually it's just not rich enough for me. And then narrative, I really couldn't give a rat's ass about narrative structure because if I want a narrative structure, I watch film, TV, or I read a book. In fact, I'd much rather read a novel. But again, I've got to bring energy to that. So um, those are the things that enjoy, you know, that really push it for me. So I do enjoy fellowship with, with friends. But challenge, fantasy, they are really strong. I want to visit a fantasy world and I want to explore it. And I want that to world to be full of challenge and difficult and I want to discover about that world discovery and I want to be able to express I want to be able to explore the characters and the interactions and I'm seeking yes an element of sense pleasure in there I do want to roll dice the game without dice is not interesting to me I like flipping cards I like tokens and I like dice I like minis and I'm not ashamed of that and that is kind of there's a barrier there isn't there because if I want Otherworld immersion in some ways, you know, having that miniatures battle thing going on is a problem. Um, There's tensions here. And that's probably why I need to play lots of different types of games. And then I need to be able to recognize that, you know, sometimes I am in the mood for otherworld immersion. And sometimes I'm really not. And it could be, I mean, I need to discover this, but it could be that the solo play is where I'm going to get otherworld immersion. And it could be that I need to then not be as immersed in other games so that other people can be involved. And that would be fine, wouldn't it? So anyway, I'm on this journey alone and uh, I think that's a good place. I think I just need to go alone for a while into the world and find out what that's about. And I will tell you about it. I will share that as I can. But I don't think anyone can really come on this journey with me. But maybe I'm just a lunatic lost in my own fantasies. I don't know. (laughs) Game on. Hey man, it's uh, Minion here, just calling in regarding, uh, I think it's uh, number 43, the DM's uh, diary number 43, um, Han, Orcs and TPK. I don't know if you need any advice because I I know that that you're just sort of um, mulling these ideas over in your mind. But it seems to me that, uh, yeah, we all get tired and stuff and sometimes it's difficult to see a way out when um, the system or or our play kind of grinds into... Uh, an uninspiring um, uh, pattern or not even a pattern but just just gets bogged down or rutted gets in a rut not rutted gets in a rut um so maybe maybe at these moments we should sort of s- stop when it when it appears that there's the there's not really any way out of these situations maybe we should stop and then turn to ask the players and here by ask the players what i mean is um we present we ask them what what, we asked them for some ideas on how the play could could uh, could work out from here. So, for example, um, we asked them uh, for ideas such as maybe they say that uh, the orcs would overbear the party. So we, we use some kind of overbearing rules to 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 have them um, overborn, um, bound, then trussed up, uh, and then. Or another one might be that they continue hacking and slashing because they're enjoying doing that, you know, and we just continue with that battle. Um, another idea might be that uh, that um, yeah, that the party the party uh, surrenders or whatever. Um, just maybe just stop play and then s- suggest 
um, everybody suggests some ideas on on how it could work out from here. Then if there's multiple um, ways it could work out, we could roll a dice and just assign a number to each um, possibility. You know, uh, we don't want to sort of present a get out of jail free card to people. You know, um, we don't want unless we're playing an entirely um, narrative based game. Uh, I don't think that's really going to help much. Rather, just um, just remind everybody and including ourselves as as game masters um, that there are multiple ways that we could we could use the rules to 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 come to um, a, a, maybe a other other dramatic options or other dramatic um, conclusions to the one that it seems to be sort of uh, inexorably uh, drawing towards. Uh, I don't know if that helps, but um, anyway, there you go. Uh, take care now. Bye-bye. It occurs to me that uh, probably that advice is more uh, harmful than, than uh, helpful um, because obviously if you stop something and... Uh, discuss it with players you're breaking immersion again which is obviously your goal your goal is uh, not to break immersion not to have rules impinge um, too sharply on the game or or uh, for things to become too mechanical um, but I don't know what else to say perhaps perhaps sometimes you have you know you have to break the immersion it's there isn't a, a continuous flow that's you know of, of of play that's possible you know everything that we do will break the immersion at some point the point is to do it in a way that's not too um doesn't interrupt too much that so that we can get back into the that, that same that same feel i'm not sure anyway cheers man Menyan, also known as rob thank you so much for that call in that is an excellent call in and a great set of suggestions i uh, don't think there's any real problem with that you're right at the end there that essentially it breaks immersion but i have to say that the situation i was in with that battle had switched away from the other world immersion goal and straight into a sort of step on up challenge goal and um it wouldn't have mattered i think you know apart from the guys were probably quite engrossed in the fight i think they're probably immersed in that challenge is that a better thing battle immersed uh, i don't know Anyway, I just thought, great thoughts from you, Bob, and I wanted to share them. So thank you so much. And uh, I'll stop wittering and let's get back to the diary. I just wanted to comment on a little bit of solo gaming I did yesterday in my other world, my Kovnia. Um I've been playing uh, with a character I created um, and essentially what I did yesterday was a little bit of self-play uh, to get my head around the high adventure role-playing game Harp. And um, I, I, I mean, this character has now existed within GURPS, exists in GURPS stats, and now exists in Harp stats, and I think is going to exist in Rollmaster stats as well, because there's an element here of self-play that I am replaying through a particular uh, series of events. Essentially, it's the first time this character has left the village um, as an adult and has gone on a quest. Um, I'm not going to get too far into what the quest is here. Uh, but she um, is waylaid on the track by wolves. And yes, the self-play involved a combat scene. But it was really interesting because it was an incredibly immersive combat. And it has been twice now 
that I have run this scene twice, once using GURPS and once using HARP. And uh, in both cases, it's been very immersive, but in two very different ways. And I felt in many ways that the HARP version was more intrusive um, in terms of the maths I had to do was just that little bit more apparent to me and 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 slightly more difficult but than it was with GURPS. GURPS is way simpler I think uh, in terms of the maths but um, both events were uh, were really immersive and one of the touchstones for me was that there was um, a moment towards the end of the sort of two or three rounds of fighting and in rounds in half about two seconds and GURPS there about one um, but actually there was this moment where the wolves were you know, really had managed to tear some strips out of this character and her her familiar. Um, but they had also managed to deal back a little bit and, and wound these wolves. And um, I was uh, asking a question, do the wolves break off their attack? You know, do they, do they withdraw? And um, I decided this would be very unlikely. And so I turned to my GM emulator deck and I started to deal with cards. Now, given that the way things were, the chaos level was four, and very unlikely requires, therefore, that you draw three yeses off the cards. And I turned the first card, and it was, of course, a yes. And I turned the second card, and it was, of course, a yes. And I turned the third card, and it was exceptionally yes. And I felt such a rush of um, excitement about that and joy from that. And um, in that moment... You know, it was like, <gasps> thank goodness, because if that had not happened, the likelihood is that these characters would have died. And what's really weird, and this is the thing that I find interesting, is that in both moments of play, in whether I played in GURPS and when I played with Harp, we've come to that same point. And um, before you say, did you shuffle the deck? Yes, I did. I've had the same result. Um, not exactly the same, but I've had the same outcome, that yes the wolves withdraw. And in both cases, it's been a moment of real, you know, oh yes, yes. Um, and I wanted to note that because I think sometimes we um, we forget that actually it's our emotional engagement with the scene that is the judge of how immersed we've been. And um, I really enjoyed that yesterday. So there you go. It's Friday morning. It's Friday, what is it, the 10th, I think? of July and um and I've just been listening to Arlen Walker's uh, Live from Pelham's Wasteland episode I think it's 225 how to be a narrativist um and aside from him saying lovely things about uh, this show and uh, episode 503 I I was really taken actually with this episode because Arlen's talking about practical things that he's going to try and do he's aiming for uh in helping players to play in a more sort of story now way um a narrativist way and I was just so uh, you know really hooked in really and I started to really get it I think in a way that I haven't got it ever really I've never really got the story now as a goal really understood what people were after I've, I thought they've always just been it's always sort of to me seemed like this kind of fairly uh, reaching to be like movies books and tv uh, through a medium that isn't really very good at being movie books and tv that's the way it's always felt to me but actually what i want to help me understand and if you haven't listened to that episode you just need to go to life and puns wasteland and listen to 225 um 
helped me through some examples and through talking practically about the tools that he's looking to use in his own games, helped me to understand what he's going for. And 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 by extension, I think I've begun to tap into why. And I, I'm really excited by that. Um, so thank you, Arlen, for being the first person in 40 years to actually in any way communicate to me why I should be story now. Um but anyway, you know, why I should seek story now, if you like, in my in my play. And um, this has led me to sort of want to set a couple of personal goals. And one of those is I think I want to play in a story now game. I think actually, you know, I, I need to go and ask Arlen if he'll run me something. We, we talked a little bit about him doing some Conan 2D20, so maybe that's the vehicle. Um, but I'd like to sit with him and, and learn from him as a player. I think I think narrativism is, you know, that approach, a story now approach for me is going to be really hard to learn but I want to learn it. And I think you start by playing. Um, I think it's with all things in role-playing, I think you're really the best place is to start by playing. Um, that's just an opinion I have. Um, but more than that, I think, you know, I do want to develop my my role-playing chops, as it were, as a, as a, as a game master, as a, a referee, as a narrator. Um, and I, I feel as though I... Um, I can set a goal for this because if Arlen was willing to run me a game in Conan 2D20, that would help me learn the game. But I think I want to play Star Trek, the Star Trek 2D20 system. And I think I want to play it in a more story now way. And I need to learn that. So I think my goal, I've got a couple of steps in, in this process, but I'd like to run a game. I think I'm going to try and use just the starter set, actually. Uh, taking a tip out of the Angry GMs thing is to, first time you're like trying to run a game, um, run something that someone else wrote and just try and run it and um, learn the game that way. I think that would be a, a great kind of one shot. And then I think what I would like to do is try and run um, a follow-up one shot, a uh, one shot where players can create some characters of their own, but also that I would then GM in a story now direction. Um, so that was the first thought. And the other thing was actually that I think I've started to understand the metaphor for me excuse me, in um, in sort of thinking about my goals and purpose in playing, it's been a sort of triangle which has three key points to it, which is the sort of step on up, um, dreaming together, and story now points. And I think up till now, I've been thinking about moving along those edges, that there's kind of spectra that run along the edges of that triangle. And and um, that's the kind of way I've, I've described quite a few people in recent weeks and months um, in the way I think about it. But actually, I'm starting to realise now that um, actually, I'm moving the lens across that triangle as I play in a game. And I think what's really interesting to me is this idea that you can, in, in any specific instance of play, and I mean here, this can be, I mean, typically I think this, this is kind of like through each scene in, in a game that you're running, but they can have different goals. And in fact, um, what gives your game overall uh, a sense of, you know, either being step on up, uh, challenging game being a um a story now narrative driven game being a sort of dream together uh simulationist game uh give you that flavor overall is that on balance you tend to have more instances of play in in, in those directions so for me they tend to be very much more simulationist gameist you know moving towards the dream together and moving towards the um step on up area and, and away from um, story now narrativism but actually um, it's about sort of deliberately inserting into my play some scenes that are designed to be that way um, 
is possible, I think, I think. And in my head, it's like the image in my mind is a bit like the Ouija board. And forgive me for this, because it's the only way I can think of it. You know, that board where you have the letters on it and you have the the lens that you move across the board. And I think it's that lens moving around this triangle, you know, uh, between uh, along the edges and, uh, and across the triangle in different specific moments of play. That's kind of where the focus is now. That's where the purpose is now. And um, I think you could almost measure a game as it's running by doing that. And um, that's the image I have in my mind. Now, I could be completely mad and wrong, but that was what inspired um, inspired me this morning because I suddenly realised that it's... You know, I think I've always known intellectually and I think I've known to a certain degree emotionally that this is not... Um, you know, Nobody is one thing and certainly no one sits in the middle. But in fact, that it's a dynamic and moving thing and it's a shifting thing. And it's a, it's a, we have trends and tendencies um, and biases, if you like. But actually, we are constantly moving um, through these different kind of goals in our play and our, our gaming. So there you go. Load of random thoughts, a personal goal. And thanks to Arlen. Game on. It's Monday the 13th of July and yesterday was a wonderful day at home. We took a Sabbath day, a Sunday, uh, the Lord's Day really, Sabbath is really Saturday. Um, Sunday is the Lord's Day in Christianity and uh, yeah, we've been taking those as a day of complete rest and um, also for worship and more than anything as a space for us to be together, Deb and I, and um, it's been wonderful. But I, I had some thoughts yesterday and I thought I would um, share a few of those because Made a number of realizations. I think I've been coming to this over the week. If you, I'm sort of flipping through my note. I have a day book and I kind of make notes, uh, not every day, but you know, several, probably three or four times a week about what's going on in my mind and ideas I've had and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's kind of interesting looking through the last week. Um, you know, I'd, I'd sort of listened to, um, uh, Safer's Safer Fantasy Crafting's podcast back on the seventh, and um, had a realization there about uh, sort of purpose and goal and engagement, which which kind of essentially became the Roleplay Rescue episode that I released um, on the eighth. I was visiting alone in my other world, and I was kind of thinking about solo play and uh, kind of realized that my engagements are sort of challenge of fantasy discovery, sense pleasure expression. And that submission and narrative are less important to me. Um, fellowship is, uh, you know, yeah, a part of it, but actually not essential for me. I, I think I'm too much of a loner. Um, I really enjoy fellowship, don't get me wrong, being with people, but it's just not essential. I can game alone, which is really interesting. Um, and obviously sense pleasure is uh, something that runs through what I do. And, um, I don't know. Then on 10th, I was like kind of amazing adventures. Fifth edition arrived. Um, there's a blog post I wrote, which goes out next weekend and, uh, about that and my experience of that. And the loads of thoughts I had about the school club really reinvigorated my thoughts about the school club, which has been really, really good. Um, and then, um, I was thinking a lot about the various games that through this week I've been looking at. I've been looking at, um, uh, yeah, Amazing Adventures 5th edition. I had to flip through, which, by the way, is fine. Apart from, I don't really like the layout very much and the, and the weird colorization going on in the book. But essentially, the content of it is fine. And it reminded me of the original Amazing Adventures of Castle Crusades, Siege Engine. Uh, it was put into Amazing Adventures, which is a really good game. And I realized, um, it was Saturday, I think, I realized that Castle Crusades is probably the D&D 
ish game that I, I most enjoy. Um, I think that it does a wonderful job of blending the modern stuff that came through what I consider to be the height of D and D really in terms of the modern development of the game was the third edition. Um, and it just probably sounds like heresy to a lot of people, but I actually think that was a really solid game. And uh, what's, what Castle Crusades does a wonderful thing of stripping that down and connecting it back to the, the roots of the game in the early editions and does a wonderful job really of bridging back to some of the feel of first edition and second edition and all the way back to sort of 74 in my mind. And they claim it's the Rosetta Stone of, of role-playing games, but it's, it's actually the Rosetta Stone of D&D games, I think, for me. It's really, really good, really flexible, you know, that um, it kind of t- digs into all those classic D&D tropes. It, it's sort of D20 roll high, which brings in the best of the stuff from third edition. It's got a flexible design that you can do a lot, a very, very sort of slick gameplay loads of game resources out there i mean you know so many things and and honestly you know when i'm in my step on up game mode there is uh i really want to play the box adventure modules that they produce troll games are produced um in their own worlds but i think also i realized that i want to play a, start, a, a sort of an sf game saturday i was really thinking about sf and um and yeah, my mind went round. You know, I've been looking at Harp and, and this Harp SF, and I've been looking at Rollmaster and this Space Master, and there's like all of this sort of stuff and Traveller, obviously back there. And uh, I realised that, um, you know, thinking about it, that I'm starting to understand where games fit in in that triangle in my mind. You know, that, um, that a lot of my game is is step on up. That I really want a, a challenging game. And I'm quite happy for it to have miniatures and grids and tactical combat. And and a big part of my gaming has been that, you know, and I really enjoy that sort of mode of play. And for that, I think I like a, I, I tend to like that slightly more abstracted game that I kind of want to have um, a lighter framework, I suppose, in some ways. Um, I can play really crunchy tactical games too, Um but I think that a lot of the time I'm I'm looking for not doing a lot of prep for a step on up game because I just want to like you know have a knockabout really, and so I think that kind of that kind of you know, takes me in that direction. But there is this really strong desire to sort of do some some sci fi, and I realise that Traffic is an inspiration. Um, but also you know there's Trek and there's military SF and um, even that sort of pulp adventure stuff. You know the Star Wars, but without all the baggage that comes with Star Wars. Um, and you know i like our high action but i also like some crunch and detail and so there's a balance there to be had and um i need to find that i suppose i even thought about i looked at brp i looked at starfinder on saturday um but i realized that along that you know there's some other games i want to play i want to try the scythe system and i also want to try 2d20 especially 2d20 trek but i realized there are more story now and this is kind of like there are games in my inventory if you like that i need to try that are in that different mode of play that's story now and, and i want to go there um i have some experiments to do there because i think as a gm that's where i'm least comfortable um but yesterday i was back in in uh wanting to dream together and um i was back in the in my covenir in my other world and um i've made separate notes in, in secret fire for the patrons but essentially i realized that i, I you know that that's where my heart is and a whole lot of realizations that he made. So um, I, I realized that, you know, I need to evolve all three modes of my play, as I kind of already hinted on here. Uh, I think that, um, you know, different modes of play key to different purposes, 
you know that I have that sometimes I want to step on up and have a challenge um, sometimes I am actually open to story now um, but a lot of the time I'm, I'm aching for dreaming together um, but I realize that the dream together thing is going to be there's going to be some very special players you know it's going to be some people who really want to come on that journey and and actually most players are wanting that so you know I need to be sort of flexible I guess to accommodate the guys at my table as Safer made me realize earlier in the week you know that my Friday night table for example with Ian who's very much a step on up player and with other gamers at that table who really they, their priorities are towards stepping up and story now that actually um, I need to I need to provide for that I can't be expecting um, them to come into what I want to do that, that's, that's kind of selfish so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold lightly um, my dreaming together do that um, mostly alone at the moment and uh, see where that goes in the long term but I also realized that all of those modes of play can be attained using my favorite game GURPS which is my current kind of go-to and um, I, I was really pleased in, in making that realization that it's about how you use the game and, and I think I, I've said this before that it's very flexible when it is a descriptive game in that it doesn't prescribe how to play and it's very true of course what's missing is how to meld it in those different directions and so I think I, I'm going to work on those on making my my direction you know the, the methods of play if you like fit using that rule set in different ways for different types of game and, and that's what I want to play with really so you know my cover is my fantasy other world I think Serene Dawn is 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 incidentally my SF other world and I think that there is a, a modern other world in me as well but so there's an interesting aside but you know, I think that I want to play Dark Trek, for example. I want to go 2D20 um, to try that system out. But failing that, it would be, you know, GURPS using the Prime Directive stuff as a baseline to build a sort of Dark Trek world. And that's very much story now, I think. Um, and then I think that I also have this desire to go playing um, to various stepping up modes of play. And I think there... Um, that's where I would be using the tactical maps and, and all of that sort of stuff that I that comes with GURPS. But I also feel like, because that's the most common mode of play out there, I really think it is, even though people would, would deny it passionately. Um, I think most games are designed around that sort of that sort of mode. And um, therefore, I think I'd be, it's where I can enjoy the other games in my collection. Um, I've mentioned that Savage Worlds is very step on up, and I think that um, so is Castles and Crusades and D and D. And yep, they can be purposed in the direction of story now. Um, but I think that often, when you want to go down into the realms of, of Dream Together, they become quite intrusive um, and and need considerable editing to be to be workable. Whereas either you know a game that's been designed to do that, or a game like Goats, which is essentially not prescriptive is the best direction so you know, you know um anyway i feel like i'm wittering i've, I've just realized that um i've come to a really great place in my hobby and um i can provide as a gm i think different different needs i just need to learn how to separate them there you go hey there it's uh, wednesday morning i think and um yeah Busy day yesterday. I uh, had a lot of work going on, and um, and yet in the afternoon I was just exhausted and uh, felt like, well, all I really wanted to do was read, and I could barely manage that. But I, 
I dug out RuneQuest, RuneQuest Glorantha, and I uh, started to read it. I haven't, you know, I've owned it for all the time it's been out, but I haven't really read it. And I've only played a, a, a couple of games already. Um, and, yeah, I was just immediately transported back to Glorantha. And, of course, this is my route in gaming, so it was absolutely wonderful. And then I kind of got to the adventurers section, and I realised that I, I, it's not something you can read. Um, I think you have to sort of get your get your character sheet out and make a character and follow it through that way it's a great book actually for involving you i think as as the reader kind of making you want to start um but oh my goodness it's such a different experience uh to be sort of drawn into the world through these processes um so yeah i'm, I'm gonna go with that i'm gonna perhaps try and find some time to roll one up i say roll one up because yeah i guess you roll the stats eventually there's lots of dice rolling on the history table so yeah um Anyway, I just wanted to sort of log that and uh, that I was doing that because, I don't know, I, I noticed that, you know, if I don't have a regular game on, I just start flailing around looking for a game. And um, that's what's happening at the moment. I'm flailing around looking at all sorts of things because I don't have anything kept definite, you know, which is really unfair to my players because I actually have a game on Friday night for Savage Worlds. But um, because we've missed two sessions and it's never got off the ground, uh, you know, the, there's a big part of me that just doesn't believe it will. Uh, but you know, I'll sit down on Friday and, and, and do something for that, assuming it goes ahead. Um, but you can tell my enthusiasm has waned. I told you, I've mentioned this before, I think, you know, if we miss sessions, I just lose enthusiasm really quickly. I need the energy of the session and, um, yeah, without it, it just sort of wanes away. I assume that people aren't interested, even though probably they are, and it's not their fault that they've, we've had to cancel sessions. You know, it's just kind of the, uh, the energy anyway. Um, yeah. Just in a really sort of bizarre place. I guess this will be the last entry for this uh, this fortnight's entry episode. And um, I realised I need to sort of be putting these out a little bit ahead, kind of like so. There's going to be about a week's gap between when this episode, this bit I'm recording now, and and kind of when you get it. Um, kind of needs to go to the patrons as an early access, and then eventually, you know, find its way to a Saturday episode. And I kind of need to do that, so I'm just a little bit ahead of myself, so I don't feel the stress of it all. Um, but I hope that's okay, and I hope you won't mind being probably about a week, week and a half behind where I'm at in the real world, if you like. Anyway, hope you're well. Please keep safe, and game on. Try and bend the triangle. That's impossible. Instead, only try to realise the truth. There is no triangle. Then you'll see that it is not the triangle that bends. It is only yourself.